You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And, Ian, the big news here as we record this on Thursday afternoon, it feels kind of like the calm before the storm. Wednesday night, Yuan Moncada, the news broke that he was officially being called up by the Red Sox. He'll be with the Red Sox on Friday in Oakland to battle the Athletics and what is a key West Coast trip for this team. But let's start with Mankata, and he's right now, as he comes up, the number one overall prospect in baseball, according to MLBPipeline.com, because Alex Bregman of the Astros has graduated off that list. So you're in the middle of a pennant race. It's the beginning of September, and you get to call on the number one prospect in the game. That's a good luxury to have. Yeah, I love it. I mean, well, why not? The only thing that surprised me a little bit is I thought they might wait uh, until the minor league season ended on Monday and then just bring, you know, so you could just play regularly until then and just bring him up after that because there would have been nowhere else for him to play after that anyway. But instead, they're going to bring him up, you know, as soon as he's first eligible here in September 1st and, uh, you know, see what he's got. I mean, the, the, the questions John Farrell has to answer is kind of you know, how much playing time is he going to get. I would think they're just going to more – uh, you know, ease him in initially rather than just say, you know, this kid's going to play third base every day. You still have Tra- Tra- Travis Shaw, who's had some, uh, you know, some pretty good moments for this team this year. I know he's, he's had a really bad August. So I think that has a lot to do with why Mankata is coming up now. It's just because they've had um, such poor production from Travis uh, in the month of August. So the question is, you know, do they give Travis a little more leeway to find a swing here? Or do you go right to Mankata against righties and then play Aaron Hill against lefties? Because at least in the minor leagues, uh, Mikata has hit much better as a left-handed hitter this year than he has as a right-handed hitter. Now, Aaron Hill has struggled as well. Uh, third base has kind of become kind of a black hole since the All-Star break for this team. If Aaron Hill had come in and, and swung the bat well, would we maybe not be seeing Jan Mankata yet? Yeah, I mean, you could say if Hill had been swinging the bat well, I actually think it has more to do with Travis Shaw yeah. because, like I said, um, Mankata's been a much better left-handed hitter this year than a right-handed hitter. So I think they... You know, they would probably envision and kind of play more against righties. I think it has to do more with Shaw cooling off than uh, the Aaron Hill situation. But, uh, yeah, those those things are definitely uh, have something to do with why they, they made the call. They didn't just want to bring this kid up to sit around. Uh, you know, I think they figured uh, if he can serve a purpose, let's, let's bring him up. He's also been named as part of the Red Sox uh, Arizona Fall League contingent, so he'll go from September baseball with the Red Sox to October slash November baseball down in Arizona. You look at this guy as far as a scouting report goes and the comp that, that Jim Callis loves to throw out all the time on MLBPipeline.com is that he's Robinson Cano with speed, a guy that can steal 30 bases as well. He brings the power, maybe 20 to 25 homer power right now. Um, he can run. He can hit for average as well. He he checks it all off as far as offense goes. Now defensively, he was a second baseman by trade for the most part, but obviously that's not a spot that that's available with the Red Sox and won't be for some time with Dustin Pedroia signed through 2021. So they've had him work out at third base, move over to third. I think he also did play some third base when he was in Cuba. But is that the biggest question mark at this point of seeing Mankata and what he can do with this Red Sox team right now? Can he fit in and, and not be a negative at the hot corner? Yeah, because, you know, he hasn't had a ton of experience there, so that is going to be, <clears throat> you know, something to keep an eye on. We, we did see Xander Bogarts play at third base when he had been a shortstop his whole life, and he came up in 2013 and uh, played a good bit of third there. So we, we've seen a, a precedent for this before. 
Um, so we'll just have to see, you know, how it goes and how quickly Mankata adapts. But, you know, by no means are the Red Sox putting a lot of pressure on this kid saying, you know, you need to save us and get us into the playoffs. They're just going to give him a chance to give them that little energy boost that you see prospects give you. You know, John Farrell made the comparison uh, yesterday of Jacoby Ellsbury in 2007. I thought that was a pretty good one where he really came up and gave that team a jolt down the stretch. You saw Bogart Stewart in, uh, in 2013. So it's happened before in recent years that some of these prospects for Boston. And we've seen Benintendi do it just in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's obviously hurt right now, but uh, Benintendi comes up and instantly hits. Is that maybe prepared uh, Red Sox fans incorrectly? I mean, there's a chance Mankata could come up and struggle a little bit. There's adjustments. We just I just mentioned Alex Bregman, who was the number one prospect in baseball. He got off to a woeful start with the Astros. Now he's started to hit, and he's really been on fire lately. Um, not every prospect is going to come up and be Andrew Benintendi. Maybe Red Sox fans need to prepare themselves for the possibility of some growing pains. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we've seen it before. We saw it with, with Jackie Bradley Jr., you know, obviously when he came up in 2013. And, you know, you never know how it's going to go for these guys. But like I said, elsewhere he was great, and he kind of set the world on fire when he first came up in, in 2007. So, it's different for all these guys. You know, with a young player, you never quite know when it's going to click for them. Makata, even a more unique situation coming from Cuba, uh, signing at such a young age with the big price tag. So we're just going to kind of have to wait and see how this goes. All right, let's move on to the team that's been on the field for the Red Sox because they take two of three from the Rays to begin this week, and that was a series that could have kind of gone the other way, I felt like. Uh, but a big grand slam on on Wednesday was huge, and then they rally back again after giving up the lead, and they get two of three from the race. So that was key. The middle relief is not exactly locked down at this point, Ian, but but maybe some help on the way. Koji Uihara threw from a mound on Monday. Um, there's a chance he could be back early next week. Is that still kind of the plan? Yeah, that's what they're hoping for, Tim. You know, he's going to throw a batting practice in Oakland on Saturday. And uh, if that looks good and he feels ready, you know, they might uh, just activate him as soon as Monday. And I, you know, I think, to be frank, you know, they probably are rushing this a little bit more than they would in a normal case with their bullpen. It's just killing them in that eighth inning. You know, they really need Koji back. And, uh, you know, it might be go time for him. So they might just see. I mean, he can't be much worse than what they've been, uh, than what they've been getting out there. So it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him activated on Monday if he's comfortable with that. And bad timing to have Brad Ziegler get the flu as well. Um, is he? Should he be back in Oakland as far as health goes? It sounds like he's going to try to fly to Oakland. Uh, you know, tomorrow he's not flying with the team, and you know we'll just have to see how that goes. But yeah, that that is the hope that they will have him in Oakland. They really need him. It was tough for them to get through that game uh, on Wednesday without the you know they tried to navigate with Tazawa and Abad and uh, you know some of these other guys. Yeah, and Tazawa just seems kind of tired at this point when you watch him on the mound um so the bullpen has struggled but boy they've gotten lifts from the rotation here and there ian and rick porcello just continues to be an an incredible story this season for this team 18 and 3 now and he joins cy young and dice k as the only red sox ever to start a season 18 and 3 through 21 decisions is he making kind of a late under the radar push for the al cy young yeah, I think so. I mean, if you look at Porcello, the way the way he's going right now, if he can have a strong finish, he really uh, puts himself right into the middle of that race. He's really had a, an amazing season. When you look at uh, how he pitched last year, obviously, and uh, you know, I remember this year he had a really tough spring training, and people were worried about him 
in spring training, he was giving up a ton of hits, but he's just really kind of locked it in, and he's a determined guy. He's got a great work ethic, and it just might be the time in his career that things are starting to click for him. And I think this is what, uh, to Ben Charrington's credit, this is what he kind of saw, you know, when he went out and uh, first traded for Porcello and then gave him that extension before he even threw a pitch in a game for the Red Sox. Yeah, that extension, it's funny how, how perspective can change. You thought last year, can't believe this team's going to be paying this guy $20 million a year for the foreseeable future. And then suddenly after the contracts you saw last offseason, $20 million seems like a huge bargain for Rick Porcello. <laughs> um, all right, so this is, we mentioned the West Coast trip, and it's never easy to go on a West Coast trip and, and all the travel and everything. Buddy, and you got Oakland, who's a obviously struggling all season long. The Padres have obviously had a tough season all year long. I mean, these are six extremely winnable games, and you see when they return from the West Coast, it's all division all the time the rest of the way. So this is kind of a key chance. they got to have a good trip. Yeah, they do. It's a big one for them, especially, like you said, the first two legs of this trip in Oakland and San Diego against inferior teams. Got to take care of business out there. Um, and no worse, no worse than four and two. Take two out of three at least in those two series. Maybe sweep one of them. We even better. Give yourself some momentum going into what's going to be a really big series in Toronto uh, next weekend. Because that uh, you know a bad showing in Toronto could could mean the Red Sox are just playing for a wild card there the rest of the way. So they've uh, you know this is and it seems like every time they go on a trip we say this is the most important trip. But uh, you know this one coming up is the most important trip for right now. And after that, there's only one more trip after that and there's another three gamer with uh, you know Baltimore and uh, and Tampa Bay and New York. And don't look now, you mentioned New York. Don't look now Red Sox fans, but here come the Yankees. Uh, those series could be huge as well because the youth movement in the Bronx is kind of taking hold quickly. We could have some big Red Sox Yankee games down the stretch that when they played earlier in the season, you never really had that vibe necessarily because the Yankees were having a tough go of it, but they're playing their best baseball right now. We could have some classics. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a fun month of September for the Red Sox. And look for all the fretting people do about the Red Sox up here and bullpen and you know this problem or that problem. Look, the, the Fenway Park is going to see big games for the first time in three years. It was kind of depressing the last two years to not have any meaningful games down the stretch. Uh, so this should be a, a great month ahead for, for the Red Sox and a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's been a roller coaster season so far. But this is what you, you, you want when you're a baseball team is to be playing games that count for the, for the, at the end of the season. Yeah, the reason to come out to the ballpark a year ago in September was just to see all these young players. Now it's to see these young players try to get themselves into October. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition. For Ian Brown, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.